I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Agent, free free agent. And welcome. You are locked on to a bonus locked on Mavericks podcast. And joining me, as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. The weekend wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, right off the bat, I want to say happy birthday to my beautiful wife. Hey, today's her, today's her birthday. She listens to this pod every now and then. Now that we have two kids, she doesn't. She picks her pods wisely, uh, but she still <laughs> downloads. So make sure y'all are still subscribed and hey. download to, to the pod. But yeah, super big happy birthday to her, and we're gonna celebrate it today. Um, and then she's not gonna see me all week because it's NBA week. So that's how it's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> that she knows. She knows this is a big week, and uh, she asked me with hesitancy. So. When uh, when are you going to be going back to Mavs games again? <laughs> it's like, well, we hope. I know. So uh, anyway, now seriously, we're super excited. You're listening to us on a Sunday, most of you. Uh, that means, yeah, uh, Monday tomorrow. That we're hopeful. Hopefully, that's when the trade moratorium. I mean, it looks like a lot of people are talking about that's the day that trades can start being um official and made happen and two days before the draft so hopefully the 16th that is the day and this whole week if you if you are a believer that the week starts on sunday then we can say that this week is one of going to be a crazy week in the nba but if you are a the week starts with monday it's i guess it's still technically next week but (laughs) semantics right there you go (laughs) semantics semantics all right Today on the show, we are going to just break down some of the 2020 free agents. We have kind of we're going to do an overview, basically, just to remind you who's available out there. We talked about the draft yesterday. We did a whole thing, a mock draft roundup, where we broke down all the different mock drafts, who the who they have the Mavs taking, where our favorite guys are going. So go listen to that pod if you missed that one. And then when and then Friday we talked about Zach Levine a lot. So if you're interested in Zach Levine at all, go listen to that show. A lot you're, of you are. A lot of you are. If you're joining us for the first time, subscribe on podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff. We are a five day a week now, seven day a week until stuff doesn't happen, right? <laughs> Basically, so we're going to continue to be a daily Dallas Mavericks focused podcast, talking about all things NBA, but with the lens of the Dallas Mavericks. So before we get to the free agents, let's get to our five star Apple Podcast review question. This comes from Burgers. Ooh, burgers. Would it really hurt us to give Boogie a one-year, five-million prove-it deal? I forgot he existed. I know. He's a big that can stretch the floor and pass. He's also a decent defender that can get you double-digit rebounds a night. I feel like he can have we can have very little to lose and a lot to gain if he works out. Plus, he fits that much-needed enforcer role. I like that end part about being an enforcer. And honestly, depends on you know where his head is at, like where he, he sees himself as a role you know, in you know, in the NBA, the Mavs have some ties to him. You know, uh, his what was it? His, his younger brother. What was his younger brother's name? Isaiah. Oh. Or no, no, uh, Jamil. Jamil Cousins, right? He was he yeah. was with the Mavericks for a little bit. Uh, they have you know a little bit of history there. There's been some interest in the past about, about Boogie. Uh, I honestly could see them doing a type of deal like the Lakers did with, with Dwight Howard. Jamil. 
Jamil Jalil Cousins. Jaleel, Jaleel. That's right. Jaleel Cousins. That's right. With the yeah, with the L. Um, I could see them doing a deal like with Dwight Howard with the Lakers, right? Where it's kind of that deal. Remember Dwight Howard's deal where it was kind of uh, incentive based, where he wasn't going to get it all unless he met certain benchmarks and did certain things and stuff like that. And that one worked out. Maybe one of the best low risk, high reward moves you know we've seen recently because he worked out really well for them and played a, a big role for them in the playoffs. So I don't know. We could see it. I mean. Maps training staff, Boogie, this is a real this is a real like low risk, high reward, you know, type of move. Yeah, man. I I'd love the idea of Boogie in Dallas. That would be a lot of fun. Uh I just don't know if he would get to like if I'm him, you're not gonna be signing some like big deal. Like you're probably not gonna get 10, 12 million next year. No. Uh, it's probably gonna have to be a five million. It's probably gonna have to be maybe even a minimum at that. And if you're him, you're probably looking at the Dwight Howard route saying, all right, well, let me go to a good team to where I can play. That's the key thing and to prove my worth. And for me, if I'm cousins, I just don't know if I'm going to play a lot in Dallas. And, you know, are they going to play cousins over Maxi? Are they going to play him? You know, he's not going to play over Porzingis. Is he going to play, you know, what do you, I mean, you're assuming that he'd play over Boban, but then it's like, all right, we well, have Boban, you have Willie Collie Stein, you have, Cousins, Maxi, KP, Dwight Powell. <laughs> so, like, how many? How many of those guys? That's five guys. How many of those guys are playing the? Can play the four, Maxi, and then you're kind of pushing it with KP. Yeah. So, that's the that's my only thing. I love the idea of hey, give it, prove it. He can hit the three two, and it would be fun. I just don't know. Uh, yeah, if I'm him, I'm looking at I think there's other good win-now teams out there that he could go and sign for the minimum or sign for a couple million and actually play a decent amount to prove his worth. Yeah, that that I think is. I think he's also done the kind of go play for a winning team. He was on the Warriors, he was on the Lakers, and then it just didn't work out for him injury-wise. I wonder if he takes a different direction and says, let me go to one of these bad teams and let me actually get some minutes because he's not going to get a ton of minutes with the Mavs. Isaac just laid out the whole front court situation. And so I don't know if this is the best move for Boogie, but for the Mavs, I'd be interested in it, especially if Willie Colley Stein turns down his, you know, deal and Mavericks don't draft a big or, you know, anything like that. He could be an uh, interesting, yeah. it could be an interesting player for him. It's just a, a frowded, a frowded, it's a crowded front court right now. Yeah. This, this would be the angle for Dallas if they did take a swing at him. Willie opts out and he's not back or slash they trade one of their bigs. Mm. And then two, they really do have like a intense load management plan for KP to where it's already built in that you're like, all right, well, KP's going to miss 20 games next year or something like that. And all of a sudden, if Willie's, you know, not in there and you're adding, you know, cousins to a, all right, if KP misses 20 games, you're adding cousins to like a Dwight Powell, Maxi Bobon type of thing sometimes. So that would be the, I, I could see that angle to it. Yeah, could see that. All right, let's get into some of these free agents. So we're just going to go through some of the big names. The Mavericks don't have enough cap space to sign most of these guys outright unless they take, you know, the mid-level exception, which is about $9 million. And so we're just going to go through. I want to just give some of our predictions on these guys. Uh, what do you think Gordon Hayward does? There's been some talk about him. He has this huge, like, 30-plus million-dollar player option. Some people have talked about him maybe turning that down, signing a longer-term deal somewhere else, or doing a sign-in trade. What do you think happens with Gordon Hayward? I think it's a weird spot for him because I think Boston definitely wants to upgrade their roster. He's the natural person to do it because they have three first-round draft picks. They don't want to, you know, bring in three rookies. Um, and then if you're going to attach those picks to a salary to get another player, it's probably going to have to be Gordon Hayward. So Hayward's probably in this spot saying, 
all right, if I opt in and get my $34 million, which he probably should because that's a lot of money, he probably knows that he's not going to be on the team next year. And he doesn't get to control the outcome of where he goes. So for him, it's probably it's just probably a weird spot that, you know, of like, all right, well, if I know I'm not going to get to control my spot, should do I threaten to opt out? They lose me for nothing. Or do we try to work on like a sign and trade to where I go somewhere else? So I'm just going to say I'll take the cop. I'm just going to say he's not a Boston Celtic. I think he's somewhere Ooh. else next year, whether it's a sign and trade, whether he opts out. Whether he opts in and then they trade him on draft night, I think it's one of those scenarios. Yeah, I think he's also done being like the fifth option on that team. That's kind of been my my take on this whole thing is that he's been you know he's been pushed down the totem pole because of the uh, you know because of his injuries and you know because of the rise of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So yeah, I'm gonna agree with you and say he's somewhere else, but I think he I think he might pick that up because it's kind of hard to turn down. <laughs> Turn down thirty plus million dollars right now, especially when he's got what three kids. He's on the uh, Philip Rivers route at this point. What do you think about current Dallas Maverick Paul Millsap? He uh, is going to be an unrestricted free agent. What do you think about Paul Millsap? Uh, if you guys saw the NBA store had a number four Paul Millsap jersey in like available to buy number four. By the way, which you brought up a very good point about Dennis Smith Jr. and Michael Finley with number four. It was you know it was obviously some sort of clerical mistake, but it was really funny to see Paul Millsap. And it wasn't just that his jersey was there with his name on the back of it. It was on the side where you you can like sort by players. It was like Luca, Porzingis, Dirk, and then it was like Paul Millsap. <laughs> um, my thing with Millsap here. Here's my thing with him. How much of how much of Gallo can you get with Millsap? To where if you're a team and you're targeting Gallo... Gallinari? And you're there, yeah, Gallinari. And you're looking at Gallinari and you're saying, all right, uh, a four who can shoot you know, 40% from three. Paul Millsap last year shot 43% from three. Now, he only shot two and a half threes a game, but it's better than like you know one three a game. Two and a half threes a game at 43%. The year before that, right around two and a half threes at 36%. So he can hit the outside shot. Gallinari's 32, Millsap's 35. My point of saying, of like, if you're interested in Gallinari, any team out there, and you know it's going to cost you, like Gallinari is probably, I'm going to say probably, probably not going to be a mid-level player. He's probably looking at, you know, he made around 20 last year. He's probably wanting to make somewhere 12 to 15 a year, probably preferably 15, 18. But if you're a team saying, all right, dang, we couldn't convince Gallinari to take a one-year mid-level or 10 or 12, could you kind of shift focus and say, can you get Paul Millsap for the mid-level at eight or nine? And like what percentage of what you would get for Gallinari could you get with Millsap at a cheaper cost? See, they're completely different players to me, so I don't, I don't know if that is com- I'm just, comparable well, to would, me. What you would ask them to do as far as like... I mean, you're asking Gallo uh, like to score four. like 18 to 20 points a game, maybe, on certain teams. Well, on certain teams. Paul Millsap's not to, giving you that. But if he goes to... If Gallo goes to the Lakers or like he goes to... I'm trying to think. If he goes to Dallas, like I don't know if Gallo's putting up 20 points a game in Dallas, you know? No, Especially but he's still like your shot creator, shot maker, and Paul Millsap's not that type of guy. But anyway, yeah, for it, sure, yeah, I those type that. of guys are you know similar like role, I guess. Paul Millsap older than him, but yeah, that one's interesting. I see Paul Millsap. I don't. I, he might come back to the Nuggets, but it seems like that Michael Porter Jr. You know, kind of thing, and and Jeremy Grant even has definitely like pushed him out of the way. Like both those guys together have really pushed him like completely out of the way. Um, we, 
Jeremy Grant is like a perfect fit for us. We've talked about this millions of times on this for podcast. The Mavs, yeah. yeah, Jeremy Grant would be the perfect fit in Dallas. We would love him in Dallas. But everything you hear on other podcasts with people who know way more than what you do say that Denver wants him back and he's probably going to get a longer-term deal in Denver. Yeah, that's just the way it's going to be. So, all right, coming up, let's get into some more of these free agents, talk about some ones that will actually fit with Dallas, and talk about more of the Max guys and where we think they're going to go. Coming up. All right, Isaac. DeMar DeRozan. (laughs) He's been in the news recently with uh, ties to the Lakers, potentially. He's an L.A. guy. He's, uh, you know, the Lakers apparently have interest in him. DeRozan uh, has a 27-plus million-dollar player option. What do we think DeMar DeRozan does? Kind of the same situation as Hayward that he probably knows if he opts in and gets that $27 million, he's probably going to get traded. And, um, yeah, I did. They might try to. I think a team will take DeRozan for sure. And, know. yeah, I think somebody will take DeRozan. And, yeah, I don't I don't think he's on the Spurs. I think he goes somewhere at some point. I could, Actually, I could see him starting the season with the Spurs, but he's a guy that I could see getting traded before the deadline for sure. Yeah, d- trade deadline trade for sure with the DeMar DeRozan. I could see that, definitely. But I don't think he opts out, though. I think he opts in and then just plays his cards on and is like, all right, if he gets traded to freaking Charlotte, then he hits <laughs> free agency in 2021. He can call Kemba. Uh, is it is it okay there? Like, <laughs> What do I do? Uh, I, the fit with the Lakers is so weird. I think that you can make up for him a little bit defensively, with LeBron and AD, but how much longer are you going to ask LeBron to be this, you know, next level defensive type player to be a championship team? That's what he had to be this past year. The shot making, that's something that the Lakers really needed, some guy like that. I mean, they were even pushing Dion Waiters at the beginning of the playoffs to be that guy to come off the bench and be, you know, some kind of shot maker for them. So DeRozan doing that, even though he doesn't take threes, they still need a guy like that. And so I don't know that. You know, $27 million of DeRozan is is worth it, but he's also a guy that could be really motivated to get a ring, and you could see the Lakers kind of like, you know, rallying around him. Kobe was his guy. He's an L.A. guy, and so there's some, you know, there's some things there, but the Kuzma and Danny Green trade, I don't know why the, I don't know why the Spurs would be super into that, if, unless they're super into Kuzma and his, uh, you know, his line of thinking. <laughs> That's a generous way to put it. Um well, I mean, I, I think if you're the Spurs, you know DeRozan's not going to come back after the contract expires. And if you're sitting there saying, no matter how you think of Kuzma, you're like, all right, well, we'll take a flyer. You know, Kuz- yeah, Kuzma's better than nothing, you know. And uh, Danny Green's at least been there in the system and stuff. Are we sure Kuzma's better than nothing? Oh, but he's a star, Nick. No, I'm he's just, I'm just star. waiting for you to defend him. Can you just defend him? He's. Be- are you sure he's better than nothing? If if that's what you call a defense by saying he's better than nothing, then we're we're really straight. In our entire relationship, Isaac Harris has never said one positive thing about Kyle Kuzma <laughs> since we've started this podcast. Um, yeah, Otto Porter Ju- Twitter. Otto Porter Jr. has a player option of twenty six plus million dollars. Uh, I think he picks that up. I don't you know I don't yes. see anything else there. He's a very you know viable player for the Bulls and they want to win. Andre Drummond, I think he picks up his deal with Cleveland as well. I don't know if he gets traded, but. It's, hey, I sent you a trade. It's a possibility. Your trade was kind of interesting in the in a Westbrook kind of deal. Nobody's mentioning Cleveland in regards to Westbrook. Everybody's talking about Charlotte and some of these other bad teams. And I just want to throw out there, one, would they even entertain a Kevin Love for Westbrook swap? Either I, side? I think so. Your trade was, you know, included Andre Drummond going to the Rockets, you know, and, and Westbrook yes. kind of making his way there. 
Reuniting Westbrook and Kevin Love, the UCLA, UCLA teammates. teammates. That could be pretty good. I didn't think about that angle. My, my whole thing that I sent to Nick was if they can't trade Love and he's under contract for the next two or three years, why don't you just double down on it and say, all right, well, if we can't trade Love, let's just try to do a win-now roster for the next couple of years and try to make the playoffs. And so my whole scenario would be Drummond, Dante Exum, both expiring contracts would go to Houston. Houston would say, hey, we'll, we switch it up some, bring in a big, get Drummond. But the main thing is they're both expirings, opens up cap space for 2021, you don't have to pay Russ. Cleveland, they would then turn around and say, hey, how can we get up to the third spot to get Edwards or James Wiseman? And then they could trade Colin Sexton, one of their guards, Sexton or Darius Garland with the fifth pick to move up two spots to Charlotte and then get Edwards, Wiseman. So then they're still on their track a little bit to where they'd have like, let's just say Edwards or, you know, let's say Edwards, Edwards, Garland, you know, a couple of these guys are still young, still on your roster, but then you have Westbrook and Love too. bring back Tristan Thompson. I mean, heck, I don't know what, what is Westbrook, Kevin Love, Edwards, Garland, you know, Chetty, <laughs> Tom, you know, Tristan Thompson. That, I mean, that could get you a seven seed in East, maybe. I don't know. Maybe eight next year. But yeah, I don't think they do anything with Colin Sexton. I think that's like a you know non starter for them because he's like their only like kind of interesting young player, basically. But I like Kevin, I like Kevin Porter for him. Oh, true, 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 like true. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, maybe Andre Drummond goes somewhere else. I think he's still picking up that option. Anthony Davis re signing with the Lakers. I don't think there's any talk about that. Um, Son Whiteside, Nick Batum, I don't see those guys going anywhere. Mark Gasol, the first free agent off the board that I think could go somewhere. Him and Serge Ibaka, these are the next two like with the highest you know, um, cap hold coming off. Serge Ibaka, we love as an option for the Mavericks. We've talked about him so many different times. Even though yeah. the Mavs, all the stuff we said about you know the front court being crowded and everything, you could make a space for Serge Ibaka because he, he would be an upgrade, I think, from what the Mavs have. For sure, yeah, I would love a Bach on this team. Just the veteran presence, for sure. Uh, the enforcer, everything like that. He can play with KP. Um, my whole thing, I, I think my confidence meter of pursuing a Bach has went down a lot. Uh, just because I do think he's going to be in that mid-level range uh, to where I could see him taking a one-year, $9 million thing. It's just... There's so if you're many. A there's so many teams out there, so many really good teams. And I think some of these teams out there, like Lakers or, you know, you insert whoever's going to have MLE, I think Rockets, let's just say the Clippers, Rockets. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think he could legit start for some of those teams. So, mm. I mean, I, I think he could start in Dallas, but it's like I think he would have a bigger role on some of these other teams that don't have bigs. So... I would love him in Dallas. I, I'm unsure if it happens. He also already has a ring, though. I think that might be an, a thing that we're, we haven't thought about with Serge Baca. He's not necessarily ring chasing. He might just want to search for what's the best fit for me and what's a, what's the best place where yeah. I can you know, go be around a good group of guys. And, hey, that's Dallas Mavericks right there. Good group like, of I guys. Could see, I, I could see him going to Brooklyn to go back with KD. Yeah. It's a win-now team. You know, He could play in Brooklyn and stuff, too. So I could see that happening. Or, you know, Mark- Dallas is collecting all the foreign players. Maybe he just wants to join, you know, his his international buddies. So, sign, sign me up. I would love Ibaka there. Marcus Gasol, I'm not as excited about as Ibaka. I don't know what Marcus Gasol does. And, yeah, me either. I'm, I would want Ibaka over Gasol hands. Bring Marcus Gasol back to Memphis. Yeah, sure. Have fun. Why not? It's, they got Jonas Valanciunas, but hey, bring Marcus Gasol back. Can we talk about Gallo? 
Gallinari is the next guy on my list. I was going to say, speaking of international guys, Gallinari is next on my list as as a you know free agent. I think this is another guy. I think Serge Ibaka and Gallinari are two guys the Mavericks could really target and could potentially get with that mid-level exception. Here's my thing with Gallo. Keep an eye on it. This is this is the this is the guy I'm still watching Dallas with this this week. If you're saying Isaac, what's one guy that you're looking at with Dallas this coming week? It's it's Gallinari for me. I think the groundwork was already laid. We've seen that with you know Brad Townsend's report throwing mm-hmm. Gallinari's name out there and mm-hmm. all that stuff. The, so that means Gallinari's can't. The groundwork we talked about this a couple weeks ago is that the Mavericks had a trade in place for Gallinari this past season during the trade deadline. But he didn't want to sign a longer term deal, and so the Maverick, so he pulled out of it, and the Mavericks weren't able to trade for him. But they had that deal in place; they wanted to bring him on and keep him, and so that's the groundwork yeah. that Isaac's talking about. So obviously, the two you know sides had to talk. Gallinari's camp, Dallas's camp, you know how Brad talked about it in his report is like, hey, yeah, Dallas wanted to do an extension. He didn't want to do an extension. This was before COVID and the, before the yeah. shutdown and all that stuff. And so now that the whole shutdown happened, the market and all of this stuff. It sounded like he just wanted to get more money. So the relationship is already built there. Dallas, why would Dallas not be interested now when they're interested in February? And this is what to watch out for, in my opinion. Watch out for the sign and trade for him. Yeah. Because Dallas could approach this from this, hey, let's we'll draft for you at 18 for OKC, for, for OKC at 18th pick. We'll draft for you there. We'll put it with Delon and Maxi, and then we'll do a sign in trade. When you do a sign in trade, you have to do it for three years. You offset the money at that point, and it's like a three year, $45 million deal that happens on Friday in free agency. And that 18th pick is really drafted for OKC. And then you lock in Gallo for three years, and the money's kind of offset. You don't lose money in 2021 cap space either. And you, a Gallo is your big addition of the offseason. That's just something I would watch out for. I don't even know about the framework, but if there's one guy you're saying look out for with Dallas this coming week, my eyes are on Gallinari. Coming up, let's get into some more free agents. We'll rapid fire through some of these names that I think could be interesting for the Mavericks, and we'll see what we think they're going to do and if they're a possibility for the Dallas Mavericks. All right, Isaac, let's rapid fire through some of these options. Uh, Derek Favors, I don't think that's an option for the Mavericks. I don't think that they're looking for, for a guy like that necessarily. Um, Tim Hardaway, I think, he picks up his, I think he picks up his option. I think that ship has kind of sailed at this point. Um, well, let me, let me ask you this, though. Him and Evan Fournier, if you're sitting there saying, okay, we can opt in right now for $18 million for the most part, and we're expiring contract going into 2021, at some point, these teams who have cap space this this offseason, at some point they gotta spend it on somebody. And it takes one team. So, like, <laughs> what if a team is offering Tim Hardaway or Fournier? Let's say an Atlanta, or let's say a Detroit, or one or Charlotte. Like Tim Hardaway and Fournier can theoretically fit on any team. I'm just saying, what if a team out there tells their camp, tells their agent, hey, if you opt out, our, you know, Detroit will give you three years, $45 million, what I just said. $15 million a year over the next three years. When you're going to opt in right now and make eighteen. what if your value goes down? You know, I could see them saying that. I'm just saying, is that an automatic no, no, let me just opt into the $18 million, I'll play out my season? Or it just takes one team saying, we'll give you a three or four-year deal at fifteen to $17 million a year. If I'm Tim Hardaway Jr., I just played my best season by far. My value has kind of never been higher. 
and I can make $18 million playing for the same team that I seem to love playing for and played my best basketball with. And I could have two years in a row of that instead of just this one year that some True. people could look at as a fluke. So I think he, he keeps in that, that one year. But it could be an option. You know, some one other team could could say, I wonder how much of an effect, you know, we talk about, you know, LeBron's got people paid, Luca's got people paid, or he's going to get people paid. I wonder if teams look at it and say, Man, Luca really, you know, helped him and or he became this great player next to Luca. I wonder I don't think we could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder if it has a reverse effect where they're like, I don't think he would be the same type of player if he was playing in our system compared to the Mavericks. True, or maybe yeah. there's just an arrogance there that everyone thinks that their system could could help them. But um, Goran Dragic is another interesting name that's been brought up a lot. I don't see him as a mid-level exception type guy. I think that he'll get that huge one-year deal from the the Heat, and then they'll uh, you know do whatever they do in 2021, and the Mavs will do the same. But I don't think he's an option for the Mavs. Maybe some kind of sign and trade type thing, but I I don't see it. The thing with the sign and trade with Miami, they're in the same spot as Dallas. They want to keep their books clean for 2021. Yeah. So if he did a sign and trade with Dragic, I think the only thing that would make sense is like for both sides would be Tim Hardaway. And I love Dragic, but I don't know if I'm giving up Tim Hardaway for Dragic. Ooh, that's hot lash. That a year ago, that'd be hot. Uh, what do we think about the Morris brothers? They're both um, unrestricted free agents. Are we interested in either Morris, the one that tried to hurt Luca, or the other one that was uh, on the Lakers? Here's, I'm just gonna say, if Luca and the Mavericks sign off on getting Marcus Morris, then sign me up. It's happened before. What, Matt Barnes signed with the Lakers right after he tried to throw the ball at Kobe's face. He he's the he's a, yes. I would be I would be all about Marcus Morris being in Dallas if they signed him. If because if they sign him, I know that Luca and everybody signed off yeah. on it and they're like, hey, we're cool with it. I'm all about it. But if obviously I'm not gonna sit here and pine for a guy and say I want him if Luca and them hate his guts, which I could totally see for sure. <laughs> yeah, which definitely definitely could be a thing. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's kind of a you know sneaky free agent. I don't see the Mavericks having interest in a guy like that. You know, this is the same. You know, kind of vain. People keep bringing up names like Isaiah Thomas or some of these guards off the bench that no. can guard. I don't think the Mavericks are interested in a type of player like that. Um, he would be fine. I just I think Utah signs him back. I think they need him. He was a huge part of their bench last year. Mo Harkless has is an unrestricted free agent. I don't think people are talking enough about him. That could be a guy that the Mavericks could sign some of that, maybe all that mid level exception. I that would be a great signing. I think for the Mavericks to get a guy like that. Yeah, I I made a class real quick on my notes uh, when we were just we were talking about revisiting these free agents again tonight. This class of wings that I would like some iteration of these or show an interest of these: Andre Robertson, Mo Harkless, Jay Crowder, Justin Holiday, Derek Jones Jr. And I mean, do we want to throw Wes Matthews back in there or maybe? Are we? <laughs> I'm just saying it's like. Because I think all of these guys, I think probably Jay Crowder makes the most money out of these guys. Um, but like we know Dallas wanted Derek Jones Jr. in that deal, so mm-hmm. do, are they still interested in him? That we have the relationship with West, Justin Holliday is a great three point shooter, uh, Robertson's a great defender, shots iffy. But like those type of wings that I don't think you're breaking <laughs> the bank for. Um, I'm not even sure if all of these guys cost the whole MLE either. Could you get yeah, a couple of these you guys? Split it one, up. Like, yeah, one at like five and another one at like four million or something like that. Could you do that? I don't know. But those guys are guys I'm interested in. Yeah, those are interesting names. Jeremy Grant is a name that gets brought up a lot. I think we're going to go back to I think hit, during the playoffs, his price just skyrocketed, and I don't think that the Mavs have enough to get him. I think that's just the way it is. Yeah. Love, love Jeremy Grant, but I think he uh, gets a new deal in Denver. 
Yep. Uh, Davis Bertans, I think, is another guy. His stock just went way too high, and I don't think the Mavericks will have enough to sign him. Yep. He could be interesting. Uh, the two Latvian lasers just next to each other. That'd be that'd be super fun, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Jay Crowder, you mentioned. Montrez Harrell, no interest there, even though his price kind of went way down. But I have no interest in, in bringing in Montrez Harrell. I just don't know. I have no clue what his price is at this point. Yeah. And I, I mean, literally, I have no clue. Avery Bradley has been in the news recently as he's kind of mulling his option right now. He has a player option for under $5 million or just about $5 million. That could be a name for the Mavericks, right? That could be a guy that if he doesn't want to play for the Lakers anymore, maybe he wants to make a little bit more, he could come over with the Mavericks and sign something. I think he'd be a really, really good fit for the Mavericks. Yeah, vet. He would play alongside Luka really well, plays defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would be all about Avery Bradley. That would be an interesting one. Uh, Yeah, Justin Holiday, you mentioned – uh, our guy Yogi Ferrell, unrestricted free agent. No interest in bringing back Yogi. Yogi, Yogi, Yogi Mania. Yogi. I mean, we need a we need a mini doc on Yogi Mania. <laughs> um, let's see, a couple other names here. What do we think happens to JJ? JJ Barea. I don't know. I want to see how that plays out in the next week or so, and just I'm holding like selfishly holding out hope. Say he's an assistant coach uh, for him. If he wants to keep playing, I hope he gets what he wants, uh, whether it's in Dallas or somewhere else. Yeah, me too. But we'll we'll see what happens. We just saw Udonis Haslam's coming back for the Heat, yeah. and I think he's kind of in a similar role to that. But um, we also saw, what was it, Corey Brewer. Mavs great yeah. Corey Brewer, NBA champion, just got hired by the Pelicans to be an assistant coach. So maybe Shout he Shout out to Doyle, Kobe Beef, who is now um, <laughs> transferring to the Pelicans beat and will be following him. Pelicans, no, just up- Pelicans assistant coach beat. There you That's go. Just that. I do want to bring up another Mav just to keep tabs on is Trey Burke, and mm. um, you know, obviously he performed well in the bubble. I I want to see what interest other teams have in him across the league. Uh, if they have a you know defined backup point guard spot for somewhere else in the league, but especially keeping on Trey Burke, if Dallas goes and makes a trade this week and they trade off a Seth Curry, or if they trade off a Brunson, or you know, you insert another guard on the roster. They trade off a DeLon Wright. They trade off one of these guys in the rotation. You're like, dang, that's a missing piece. Okay, well, they have Trey Burke sitting there too saying, all right, well, he played some of his best basketball <laughs> in the bubble for the Mavericks. So uh, I would just keep an eye on Trey Burke and avenues for him to come back. Torrey Craig, a restricted free agent. I think he could be an interesting name. That's front court or that, uh, that wing. I like him. The wing area is kind of getting crowded there in – you know, in Denver, especially with Will Barton coming back, and you have Jeremy Grant there now, and you have Michael Porter Jr. playing a big role, and so he could be kind of on his way out there. They could just, you know, decline that, offer him the qualifying, or, you know, I don't know what's going on with, th- with that, but he's a uh, defensive wing the Mavs could be interested in. What about your boy Nerlens? What do you How think? Many hot dogs we have. What do you think happens with Nerlens? I think Nerlens goes to, like, goes to a good team and plays that similar type of, like, a. You know, a role man for another team like Houston or uh, a Lakers or someone like that. I think guys with Nerland's skill set, I think, yeah, I think somebody will, will get Nerland's for cheap and he'll be a rotation piece. Last guy, this guy a couple of people have asked me about on Twitter, uh, is Christian Wood. Christian Wood is like the darling of Detroit Pistons Twitter. <laughs> like, everybody loves him and acts like he's this next all star type guy. He had like this crazy 20 and 10 run after they. Uh, traded Andre Drummond, you know, last year. What do we think about Christian Wood as a guy for the Mavericks? Really athletic guy. He can, you know, potentially step out and shoot. Good rebounder. Shout out to when he was in the Mavs training camp. I know. 
I remember those days. But uh, yeah, he's 25. Um, probably had his best season last year in Detroit. I just think he, just with a lot of these guys, like Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet would be an amazing fit in Dallas. Yeah. But I mean, it looks like he's just going to get paid. I mean, he even said on that, what, JJ Reddick's podcast, he's like, I want my title. I'm ready to cash in. Like, I want money. And uh, <laughs> I was like, shouts to you, bro. Like, being honest about it. Yeah. And he probably will. And he deserves that. He would be awesome in Dallas, but Dallas just doesn't have that money. Yeah. No way of really opening up the money either. Kind of the same with Christian Wood. He's not going to make the same amount of money as Fred, but it's just, yeah, I mean he he's not a he's not a mid level guy. I think he makes more than that, and probably wants a long term deal too, like Fred VanVleet. Yeah, I, I would want to cash in too if I was him. So I'm looking at some of these teams with cap space with Wood. I'm looking at a Charlotte, um, whoever it is, Atlanta, Detroit bringing yeah. him, <laughs> Detroit bringing him back, <laughs> signing to a multiple. Yeah, that's probably yeah, going to happen. Your deal. I wouldn't give him twenty million a year, but could he get fifteen a year? Sure. Are there any more names that I didn't mention that you want to touch on? Because I kind of touched on all the like good ones, <laughs> all the good ones. No, I, I think, I, yeah, I think, I think you mentioned all of them. Like I said, I, I would keep my eye on Gallinari and just the idea of signing trades in general. I think we could see a ton of signing trades this off season. Just how weird it is, and how much there's not too much money out there, and the teams who do have money are bad teams. So I think you could see sign and trade options with teams like Dallas. Some of these teams are, you know, Portland, whatever, that want to get better. They don't have the cap space, but they might have some contracts to make, you know, make themselves better. And you know, draft picks help sign and trades too. So <laughs> we could see some weird stuff happening on on draft night to where some players are putting on hats of teams. And we don't know until like two days later. We could go like two days of like emergency pods and like blogs saying, man, this is going to be a great fit. And then in two days, the dude's like thrown into a deal to land a sign and trade deal. And we're like, oh crap, we just did that for nothing. <laughs> uh, also, I think teams might take advantage of the fact that the cap is staying the same and try and sign yeah. longer term deals because once the cap starts going up, then they'll have to pay their, those guys more, like a higher starting salary. And so I think that that also could be something to watch out for. But there you go. Those are some free agents. We just wanted to lay them all out because we're not going to have time between, you know, when you know trades potentially open tomorrow or, you know, whenever they end up opening and then the draft. So we didn't want to miss this because all of a sudden it's going to be free agency two days after the draft. So there you go. Those and make some- sure I, I want to say make sure you subscribe if you haven't subscribed because we we are if you guys have been listening to this pod for a long time we are committed to the emergency pods mm, so mm. uh we will big trade happens we'll record as soon as we can try to get some more info out there talk to some people to get you guys more info uh but you'll have pod every day heck you there might be some instance where you have like two pods if we do like an emergency pod and then we have to do another pod that night just covering everything else that's happened too um you yeah Listen to us after the draft too. You know, last year when we uh, when we drafted Luca, you know, Nick and I both were on the call with Luca in that first night he got drafted, and his first talk with the media and stuff. And we talked about it on the pod that night uh, for our post draft pod. So yeah, just tune in for that. There's a lot of different stuff that could happen this week, but we're gonna have. Anything and everything on this pod this coming week. Absolutely, please subscribe, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. I want to glide down over my heart I want to write her, her name in the sky I want to free fall out into nothing Oh, I'm going to leave this, this world